from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hanging out with you inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. You're also watching on Facebook Live, Facebook.com backslash Live Now. DT got the new shirt from the ACC Network coming off of ACC Operation Basketball. And the ACC will be in full swing tonight with a primetime game with your Syracuse Orange facing off against the Wolfpack of NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina. It was just, like I said, down in North Carolina about an hour or so away from Raleigh. And we have that matchup coming up tonight. Both teams are 3-2, and two. both teams are 0-1 in the ACC, and they're both in the Atlantic Division, so the implications of where they're going to be after this game will directly affect whoever wins and whoever loses is going to be in a position to get their first win in the ACC, they're both in the same division, so they win that head-to-head, and one of these teams will go from 3-2 and two to 4-2, and two, and another team will drop to 500. So a lot of implications going on in this matchup. And here with us to talk about Syracuse football is one of the greatest that ever put on that jersey, and that is Robert Drummond, close friend of mine, one of my closest friends, and, and one of the greatest people that I know in this world. So with that being said, and without further ado, let's bring him back onto the broadcast. He's also my co-host for our wake-up call game day for Syracuse football home games at the Wildcat Sports Pub. With that being said, Rob, how we doing? Pretty good. How's it going, man? I'm doing well, and I know you always laugh when I say how you doing and all that because you and I talk, and we talked yesterday, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on? How's life? Uh, pretty good, you know, except uh, this is Syracuse, and the fall is after. Although I like the change of scenery and, you know, the, the, the weather – won't say weather, but the foliage in upstate New York around this time is absolutely gorgeous, you know. I'm not a big cold weather fan, you know, but it is Syracuse, you know, and born and raised here, you know, and it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely cold this morning. At Talking to Papa Joe, who's down in St. Augustine, he said it's only going to be in the 80s today. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so their 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 low is our high. Our high today is supposed to be... I think 65 at some point, but it is sunny, Rob. You gotta, you gotta focus on the sun. You know, I don't worry about it. Too much. <laughs> you know, I before, all you have to do is just drive around uh, here for nothing. You know, in, in the suburbs around here, you know, out in the country around here, and you just see how beautiful you know, Central New York, you know, is. You know, and it, it's, it's a beautiful place during this time. You know, and that's something you really can relax with mentally. Yeah, no, absolutely, and to enjoy this and enjoy the fact that football is back after Syracuse has been gone for a week because of the fact that everybody gets a bye week, everybody gets a break, so Syracuse, actually this year you get two bye weeks, so let me start on, on that subject, Rob, I mean, the bye weeks are different, you know, for teams, they, they don't all have the same week off, but they do have the opportunity to, you know, obviously get a bye week, and now they have two what are your thoughts on the fact that there is now a double bye week in college football? I mean, I think in, 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 a, in a great landscape of things, a great thing for the players for the simple fact that it gives you a chance to, you know, physically and mentally, you know, rest. Uh, 
people don't understand how grueling and how hard and how long football is. You know, it's a, for college, it's a you know, 12, 13 game season, and that's a long time beating up your body and mentally trying to focus and prepare, you know, prepare for games. All fans are fortunate enough to see, you know, is the game played on Thursday, Fridays, or Saturdays. You know, and that's what, that's what they consider football. They don't under, they don't see and understand how grueling it is during the week for these young athletes. Not to just prepare themselves for the football games, but to go to class, to have yeah. a social life. You know, uh, you know, to, 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 to heal up. You know, to, to work with their studies, to try and interact on campus. You know, that, that that's tough for an athlete. As I said before, many a times, athletes wake up probably around six o'clock in the morning and really don't get a chance to lay down. Until so around ten o'clock, eleven o'clock at night, yeah. and that's with everything involved with school, and you know, and, and the fact of being a, a, a not just a Division One athlete, but any type of athlete uh, attending school, you know. So it, it's a tough grind for these athletes, and sometimes just to get a break and just to relax yourself physically, and mentally, you know, is a blessing. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is is to have that time, to have that time away, to have that time to sit and think and reassess the situation. You know, how important is that? You know, you as a former player, when you have that week to sit with your thoughts and, and figure things out and, and take a look at everything, you know, fans from the outside looking in say, all right, you lost the game. This is what you did wrong. Go and watch it, fix it, make it better because I could see it on film so you can see it on film. But it's not as easy as that. And in the grand scheme of things, by the time you're done on Saturday and, you know, and, and, and you, let's say you end the game at four o'clock and you do your interviews, and you take a shower, and now it's 5.30, and before you know it, you're back in it, you got interviews on Tuesday night, your coach is talking on Monday, you're doing your thing, you're prepping, you're watching film, you know, to have a not even a week in between these games to try and figure out and course correct is not an easy thing to do, and we talk about it all the time, like, you did this wrong, so fix it. As a former player, how difficult is it to come off of a game see what you did wrong, readjust, spend some time with that, and then immediately jump into the package of, you know, that's set in front of you, that that scouting report for the next team. You really don't have that much time. I mean, it's, it, it's not difficult per se, but mentally it's draining. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's a, a lot to remember, you know, to, to you know physically and emotionally get yourself all worked up for a game. And then once that game is over, you know, Try and destabilize from that game and understand whether you went or won or lost. You know, figure out what you did right and do what you did wrong, and go on to the next game and next opponent, and try and learn as much as you possibly can within uh, you know five, six to seven days that you have to prepare for that opponent. You know, it's it's just a lot of work, and couple that with the simple fact that these kids are, are taking classes, yeah. you know, and, and doing homework, you know, doing their studies to, to try and graduate and get their degrees. It, it, it's just so time consuming and a lot of work and. Having a week off or, you know, this time to just take a breath and take a step back is such a relaxing mental and physical, you know, replenishment for these kids. It's unbelievable. You know, you can you can look at it as far as average, average uh, everyday life. You know, just think of how sometimes when you come away from work, how just to be able to just sit home, you know, uh, unbuckle your belt and just sit down and just sit in a sofa or anything and just relax for a second. You know, it's just it's the best feeling in the world because you just get a chance to just sigh and be like, you know, oh, that day was done, you know. And that's just a regular nine to five for people. Now, you know, now imagine being an athlete that has to, as I said, wake up at six o'clock, you know, get all your classes done by the time, by one o'clock, excuse me, by, by one o'clock, by two o'clock, get down to Manly Fieldhouse, you know, or, or you know, be, be sitting in your class, you can go to, go to team meetings, you know, 
it's just a lot of work, you know, and people really don't see the inside workings of what goes on in an athlete's, not just football player, but an athlete's life. Because basketball does the same thing, lacrosse, you know, track and fields, field hockey, soccer, tennis, whatever sport you may name. They all have a grind, their own type of grind, but they all have a grind to prepare themselves day in and day out for the week, or, you know, for the weekly grind of being able to prepare themselves, not just for, you know, a sporting event, but also for class and social life uh, on, a, on a university campus. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Speaking here with Rob Drummond this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora live with you on Facebook.com backslash live now DT and on MixLR.com backslash wake up call DT. And we thank you whether you're listening or watching. We appreciate it so very much live inside of the Charney's Menswear and Tuxedo Studios. You know, Rob, like you said, it's mentally draining, mentally taxing to go one step further because mental toughness to me is something that's crucial for any part of life. It's crucial for life in general, whether you're dealing with a sport or you're dealing with a class or a relationship with a parent or a relationship with a significant other or your kids or whatever it may be or a business. Just the, the importance of staying mentally tough, knowing who you are, and being able to handle what life throws at you because I think mental toughness is one of the biggest things that we need to handle day-to-day life. I mean, it, it, it separates good athletes from great athletes. Yeah. You know, it, the one thing about athletes that they're thing to, to go on and have great success is you have to have short-term memory. And by that, I mean, you know, you have, you have to realize, you know, whether you played great or whether you played bad, you have to forget it. It's in the past now. You can't bring that game back. You can't bring that contest back. So, you know, getting leaving behind you and worry about the next tax at hand. You know, the, the year we went uh, undefeated at Syracuse in 1987, Coach Mack would always say, one one game down, one to go. You know, you can't worry about the games during the schedule. You can't worry about the games you've already played. Yeah. You know, because all you can focus on is the, the one you have in the next in front of you. So, you know, try, try, try and right the ship is what he always used to say. You, know, you have to just focus on preparing yourself day in and day out to be able to play that contest, whether I said it be on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. But you have to also couple that with the simple fact that these kids are also have to be, uh, you know, collegiate, you know, collegiate students, you know, academics, you know. So it, 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 it's a tough situation, you know. But if you love it, you find a way in your heart to always go out there and try and give it your best effort. You know, you're gonna you have to go through trials and error. You're gonna make some mistakes sometimes, you know. But the one thing I would say, you know, you learn from your mistakes. You learn how to how to not make them all the time and limit your mistakes so you can perform better the next time. So. I give them a lot of credit for going out there and being able to perform at the high level they do you know, on and off the field because I know how the, the work it takes and the dedication you have just to be successful. Speaking here with Rob Drummond, a Syracuse football running back alum and our Wake Up Call game day co-host for our uh, college football talk with Syracuse and so much more. Uh, Rob, for you, where is this team at? Like you said, you got to fix your mistakes you got to get better. You got to try and you know find where you went wrong, and and you have to look to excel. Where is Syracuse going wrong right now? I mean, the team is three and two. They won the games they're supposed to win. They defeated the teams that you know on the on the docket was the expectation to defeat Liberty and to defeat you know obviously uh, Holy Cross and Western Michigan. They struggled against Clemson, where they beat themselves, in my opinion, more than Clemson beat them. And then they struggled mightily against 
a team in in Maryland where they lost 63 to 20 on the road to Mike Loxley, the former offensive coordinator of Alabama. Where is Syracuse right now, and and where do you need to see the improvement? I mean, right now, I think Syracuse is trying to find their identity. I mean, let's be real. For the last year, when you thought of Syracuse football, what did you think of? You thought of Eric Dungy, you know, the heart and soul of that team. And I had always said, you know, they're going to miss Eric Dungy a lot more than they thought thought they were because that kid had the heart and soul and drive of of a lion. You know, so right now. It's just Syracuse is trying to find their identity on offense, on defense, and special teams. You know, we got we got great special teams. You know, and, and, our, and our and our kicking specialists. You know, and our and our returners. You know, Sean Riley. You know, but they still have to find themselves and find their identity on defense. You know, those guys were expected to come in and be dominant this year on defense. You know, they 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 played in spurts, but you can't be a successful team playing in spurts. You know, you have to, you have to do it consistently and do it all the time. And offense right now, Eric Dungeon is not there. He's not walking in the building putting on a Syracuse University jersey anymore. You know, he's used up his eligibility. So those guys just have to step up and make a name for themselves and stop worrying about the guys of the past, you know, the Jim Browns, you know, the Ernie Davis, you know, the Dominic Pearson, you know, the Eric Dungeon. Those guys are all gone. Make a name for yourself and go out there and do what you love to do with a child and, and, and play this game to the best of your ability. If the fans boo, let them boo. You know, don't worry about that. You, you, know, you can't help with a fair weather fans anyway. All you can do is just go out there and just play to your best of your ability. I understand it because I understand mistakes can happen. Made mistakes myself. But you can't worry about that. You can always correct the mistake. That's what life is about. You just go out there and do your best, find your own identity, and make a name for yourself. And that's all you have to worry about, and that's all you have to do. You know, like you said, finding your own name and making making your own name for yourself, figuring out who this team is, what's the identity, uh, more so than trying to you know, sit here and, and and like and like you had had said, you know, going back to the past and you know being a Jim Brown or being a Dungy or being this or being that to discover who they are. What are you seeing from Tommy DeVito? You know, and what he's done. His completion percentage is sixty three point five percent. He's completed one hundred and six of one hundred and sixty seven attempts. He has eleven touchdowns to five interceptions. The offensive line has struggled, and he's struggled. He's been sacked 18 times in their first five games, which averages a little more than three a game, and he has over 1,200 yards passing. What are you seeing from Tommy DeVito? Is he starting to find his identity, or do you think that he's still in a position where we're waiting to see exactly who he who he is? The good thing is I think the fans of Syracuse, the true fans of Syracuse, haven't seen the best of Tommy DeVito yet, and the best is yet to come. I think he's a young man who, who, who filled the shoes or was put in a position where he had to fill the shoes of basically a rock star at Syracuse. As I said before, the last four years, what have you heard when you talk Syracuse University football? Yeah. Eric Dungy. Eric Dungy, Eric Dungy. Which, you know, which, which was warranted. You know, the, the, the kid was a warrior. Yeah. You know, so Tommy DeVito, you're not Eric Dungy. Don't try and be Eric Dungy. You're Tommy DeVito. So just go out there and play within your abilities and, and understand that you're going to make a name for yourself eventually. It's going to happen for you. Just keep, just keep working hard at it. Don't try and go out there and be who Eric Dungy was. Go out there and be who Tommy DeVito is. You know, and that's all I would say to this young man right now. It's like, you know, people have these expectations that these athletes are just supposed to step in and just all, all of a sudden, you know, have instant success. It doesn't work like that. You know, if people really understood how hard Division One college football was, you know, they, they kept these, these young men more slack. It's a tough game with some talented athletes. And you're going to take your lumps every now and then, but you learn from that and you get better. 
they're getting better. They're going to eventually hit their stride and, and do what they're supposed to do and what they came to college for. Allow these young men to be able to have fun and go out there and play relaxed. When you play relaxed, you don't play tense and you don't play tight. I feel these guys are playing tight right now because of the simple fact that they get booed all the time because they're not the great team that we saw last year. That was last year's team. This is a new era. This is a new team. Yeah. You know, so just go out there. Just be yourself. Don't worry about what the papers say. Don't worry about what no one says. Play for each other. Play for the team. You don't win championships for Syracuse University <laughs> and, and, and the town. You win championships for personal reasons for yourself because you play as a team. You're the ones out there practicing all the time. You're the one out there putting blood, sweat, and tears in it all the time. You're the one waking up at the ones waking up at six o'clock in the morning and closing your eyes at eleven o'clock at night. Not us, not the fans, the coaches and the coaches. I can say that also, but you know, yeah. no one else. You as the players are. It's a team sport. You know, you guys believe in one another. Just go out there and take it one game at a time, and that starts tonight at seven o'clock. I think it is. Or, Eight o'clock. I don't yeah, know. I'll be ready for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, a big time game and a prime time game that we get to see. You know Syracuse do this and 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 play this game. You know a good opportunity to for the nation to see them because there's only two games on tonight. There's only one game on ESPN. So you know Mo Neal, you're a former running back, Rob. You and I have talked about him a lot. He's got 72 attempts this season, 317 yards, 4.4 yards a carry. He has three rushing touchdowns. If we go back and we look at him by years because he played as a true freshman and he kind of like you was was used in different places he was an h-back he was used as a wide receiver then he was now he's a traditional running back so he had 68 attempts as a rookie as a freshman then he had 92 if you take his 68 as a freshman and 92 as a sophomore you add those together it's 160 in his junior year, he almost had as many attempts in his first two years combined in just that one year to follow. 155 attempts last season, 869 yards, five rushing touchdowns, 5.6 yards a carry. He averaged 5.3 yards a carry as a freshman, 5.3 as a sophomore, 5.6 as a junior. And I think that that goes unnoticed because Dungy was there. And because Dungy ran the ball, I don't think people even knew that Mo Neal had 155 attempts last year for just shy of 900 yards and almost six yards a carry, which is something to be stated and appreciated because I don't, as I said, I don't think people necessarily saw it, probably glazed over it if they even knew about it because the focus was on Eric Dungy. As I said, it was a fast-paced offense, you know, and everything was centered around Eric Dungy, which it should have been because he was a... You know, he, he was a, the, the, the conductor of, you know, of, that, of that explosive offense, you know. And I give Mo Neal a lot of credit because what this young man has had, had, to, had to go through, you know, to put himself in a position to be the starter. Yeah. You know, as I said before, I was in a situation also with Michael Owens in the backfield and, and Daryl Johnson, where, you know, where the carries were split amongst three very, very talented running backs, you know. But, but at the time, we were a pretty dominant team, so it, it, it was no problem. We had no turmoil or anything. And all, all that team ever wanted to do was win. We wanted to win, 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 win. It was never about one individual getting all the yards, getting all the stats, all the uh, acclamation and glory and things of nature. We didn't care about that. We just cared about winning. We just cared about making each other better each day and, and, uh, on the practice field and in class and, and in the community. We were a very close-knit group, that group. You know, and, and we did everything, everything together. When we lost. We took that loss personally together. When we won, we took that one victory together. So it's a testament to, 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 to Mo Neal, what he's gone through in his four years here, and what a great four years of watching a young man play play a game that he loves to play, you know, and do well. 
as I said before, I'm in his corner. I was glad to see him rush for, you know, over 2,000, 2000 yards in his career, you know, and I, I didn't know that we were like a fifth team or sixth team, I think, in NCAA history to ever have uh, over 20 running backs rush for 2,000 yards in their school's storied histories. Yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a pretty cool stat, pretty cool stat to be a part of, you know? And now, and now he has a chance, actually, the rest of the season, you know, to be able to get up there and, and be along in the likes of my, you know, Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, you know, myself, you know, Walter Reyes, and yards, with the running back is measured by yards per carry, and be and be ranked in, in, in that category. And that's something special, you know. So I wish the young man the, the best, you know. I'm always going to be in his corner, always rooting for him. Not going to worry about, the, you know, the Pittsburgh game the following week because right now all he has to do is just focus on, the, you know, the, the, the game tonight. Yeah. He goes out there and rushes for a lot of yards, great. All he needs right now, all he's thinking about right now, I guarantee you, is going out there and getting the win. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing is Mo Neal has always been a consummate professional. He's always been a good guy, a good young man. That's why I said that, you know, him getting the accolades and him getting over 2,000 yards and, and joining that 2,000-yard club with, you know, being the 23rd player in Syracuse football history to do it is an amazing thing. But the most amazing thing about it is who Mo is and just how he carries himself, the family that he has, the love that he has, the appreciation and respect that he has for his teammates is what goes far and beyond so many other things. So, I mean, I have all the respect in the world for this guy. And I truly believe that, you know, if, if somebody is, is going to have, you know, accolades and, and all this stuff, you know, it's, I truly believe that if you're a good person and you're well on and off the field, that, you know, good things are going to come your way. And he's been extremely patient. And like I said, he's been used in multiple different positions and schemes and whatnot. And he's found a way to stay relevant, stay on the field and stay successful. So I have a, a tremendous amount of respect for him, but more so as a human being have a lot of respect for him as he moves forward. Outside of that, Rob, you know, we look at the fact that uh, one of the guys that came on my show here recently referred to Syracuse as the best special teams unit in the entire nation. A former player came onto the show and said that, and, and he's actually running for New York Senate, and that is Sam Rogers, the uh, former long snapper of the team, said that Syracuse had the best special teams unit in the nation, looking at Andre Schmidt, as well as Sterling Hoffrichter and so on and so forth. And then other guys have followed suit, you know, with with uh, former kicker of Syracuse, Nate Trout, coming on the show and saying that this is the best special teams unit in the country. It's not spoken about enough, but it needs to be. And so what are your thoughts on it? I mean, former people that played on this team in special teams think it's the best in the nation. Andre Schmidt is the first person in Syracuse history to win the nation's top kicker award with the Lou Groza award last year. Sterling Hoffrichter's playing his way into an opportunity in the NFL. I would imagine Schmidt's going to do that as well. And we know how difficult that is. And Sean Riley's a tremendous returner and Aaron Belinsky stepped up and done his job as a long snapper. Just what your take is on special teams and the thankless job of it. And the fact that Syracuse has a very productive special teams unit right now. You know, the, the one thing that anyone who knows me will always say about me is that no matter, I mean, granted, I played at Syracuse, have loved for Syracuse. I mean, I, I played in the NFL, I played for Philadelphia Eagles, have loved for Philadelphia Eagles. But the one thing I'm not, I'm not biased so much as where I'm going to say that someone's good just because, you know, they're my family or they're my point. You know, you have to earn that respect for me. That's the way I pro- approach the game. 
You know, I look at Syracuse special team, and it's hard to argue the simple fact that they are—they probably are the best special teams, or, or at least kick, at least kickers, you know, in, in the country with Smith, Smith and uh, Hopper. You know, it's it's good for me to be able to sit here and be able to say that because I mean, I'm tough on myself when it comes to that. So I'm definitely tough on you know people who I know should be going to be better a lot better than I think. You know. They're doing a great job in the, in the special team aspects of their of, uh, of, of their games. You know, when you think about it, special teams is one third of the game. There's offense, there's defense, and there's special team. If you win all three phases of those games, you'll win a game. If you win two phases, you can possibly win, but it's going to be tougher. If you only win one, chances of you winning are, are not good. Right now, some games they're good on offense, struggling on defense. Yeah, they're good on defense, struggling on offense. They've always been consistent and good on special teams, and I think the the testament to their record this year. Has had the fact to do with they played well in all you know in all their games this year at all five games on special teams and hopefully they can keep that up which I think they will. Yeah, Syracuse playing a tremendous on special teams, and with that being said, I do want to get to one part of that before I, I let you go here this morning. Speaking with Rob Drummond, former Syracuse running back, played in the NFL and the CFL. More importantly, he's a member of our community, has been a member of our community, and continues to uplift our community and train its youth and help these kids to get better, help Central New York athletes to get noticed and get opportunities because I feel like we don't speak about it enough and we don't do enough for them. So there's a movement to do more. Rob and I will talk about that in a second. But Rob, you know, to, to look at what you've been in this community and being a true team player, I want to bring up a current running back on Syracuse's team, and that's Abdul Adams. And a couple games ago, <clears throat> he forced a fumble. He was playing on special teams. Now, he's a running back that gets utilized in O'Neill. He's a guy that, you know, can get a bunch of carries. He's had touchdowns. He's gotten in there. They obviously utilize him in the offense. He's not the fourth string running back, not the fifth string guy. He's utilized in the offense. And when and, and when we see somebody utilized on offense or defense, there's a tendency of them not wanting to play special teams potentially, or the coach is not wanting to put them out there and risk getting them injured. Abdul Adams runs the ball and then runs down the field and forces a fumble and creates an opportunity for Syracuse. What are your thoughts on a current Syracuse running back who has a future with the school, who has success running the ball, being willing to go on to special teams and creating special teams plays that set up the offense to put him back on the field? Are you kidding me? As a running back who gets hit all the time, you actually get to run down the field and hit somebody else and tackle them? That's that was... I actually did it my uh, my sophomore year at Syracuse. That was the most fun I ever had. <laughs> you know, it's it's just you know it just goes to the fact of how athletic you are. It's a lot of respect for coaches to have been trusting you as a player to be able to put you on special teams. You know, especially as a as a runner, or someone who touches the ball and and who's valuable enough to you know to score points for him to, to put you in a position to be able to make tackles and have the confidence to you that you're talented enough to do that. That says a lot for that athlete. That says a lot for that young man. Whereas, you know, they actually used to my sophomore year, they used to call me the hitman. Because I would love to run downfield, downfield and, and, you know, and dish out the punishment instead of take it, you know? <laughs> so it, it's a lot of fun, but it says a lot about Abdul Adams and his athleticism more so than it does the simple fact that he's playing on special teams. Because they have the confidence in him, the coaches do, to be able to put that put him out there. And that says a lot to me. Absolutely. And to and talk about being out there and, and doing things, you have been out there with reps. You've been out there with training. You have trained athletes from all different schools inside of Central and Upstate New York. You've reached out 
to teams and, and know these players. And it doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter the athlete. It doesn't matter the school. You've opened your door to everybody. You do that nationally and internationally with your RAPS training system. Just what you can say about what RAPS does, what you're looking to do, and the fact that the Central New York student-athlete, really through your company and through your training and through your rap system, are you're putting, you're putting these kids in a position, and I can say this because I know that you're humble, but I can say it because I, I know what you're doing, and I'm going to give you props for this. You are single-handedly doing a lot of work to make sure that the student-athletes in Central and Upstate New York get noticed, get opportunities like you had, and get themselves on a great career and a great trajectory. So first and foremost, thank you. And secondly, just what you can share about reps and, and what you're doing training-wise. You know, it, it, it's funny. I saw I saw a social media post um, the other day by, uh, by Michael Owens. You know, and, and, and it was from the, it was from the 19, 1987, or the, the, the summer of, uh, actually, it was the summer of 1986. Yeah. You know, which was led into the 80, 87 season. You know, so, excuse me, the 87, no, wait, you know what I mean. But, yeah. and it had a bunch of us on, on like, I know, on the Met Ma, the, the Carrier Dome. Actually, I can't say Carrier, oops. <laughs> carrier Dome <laughs> Turf, you know. And, and it, it, it was myself, Rob Moore, Dwayne Kinnon, Michael Owens, you know, Tony Montemore was in the picture, Alvin Brown. I mean, there were, there were about 30 players. And then, uh, then the, the former players just started comedy. And they were saying, you know, our old strength coach, Mike Wilson, you know, we were trying to figure out where the photo was from. And he was like, and were, everyone was like, guys, remember when Coach Wilson just, you know, did a bunch of those tests we should have? We, we had the most fun and we were in the biggest competition against one another, just trying to compete to try and be the best. And I said to myself, I was like, oh, my God. It's like, you know what, that's what reps and that's what the, the one I developed for college, which I call it MCATS with an with a M, you know, it was all about it was about going out there and taking these tests and competing against, you know, against your brethren, against your brother, you know, uh, your, your fellow athlete to get better. Not to just get yourself better, but to get them better also. And at the, then at the end of the day, after it was all over, Michael, uh, Mike Wilson came up with a score to, to see who scored the, high, scored the highest. And the winners got like a free dinner or something from here or anything. But, but it was a competition that brought out the best in us. And I think we've lost that value as far as as far as athletes getting better in this generation, competition is what makes great athletes great. Yeah. You know, and, and reps and, and MCATs, which is for collegiate athletes, are, is is a, is a system I designed that lets athletes compete against themselves and makes themselves great, but also in that same process compete against other athletes. You know, when you can when you when you compete. You find out, you know, where your value is. Say you go out there and you compete against a LeBron James, and he blows you away. At that point, now you know where you stand, you know, and where he stands. You can always get better. That's the one thing I always said in athleticism. Athleticism is just like just like anything else in life. If you work hard enough at it, you can always get better. If you rest on your laurels and assume your, you know, assume that you you reach your ceiling, then you're not the athlete that you're gonna, you're you're, you're, you're going to be someday. You always have to want to have that dri- inner drive to want to get better, and it's a system. I had that basically even psychologically tells you if you want to get better you will you can but you have to want it I mean I tell my sons this all the time also I can't go out there and will you to be good you have to want to be good you have to wake up in the morning you have to put that work in I can give you an outline but it's up to you to follow that outline and be great you know so it's just a system that I understand for over the years that I've been working as a personal trainer and someone training athletes for close to almost 30 years you know the CD athletes Get better and want better for themselves. I was blessed and fortunate enough to be big, strong, fast, 
you know, when I was younger. But I never knew what my potential was. This would have been a system that I would have told you early on in life what my potential was. And trust me, with my work ethic, I would have worked hard to even, I don't think I could have been better, but I would have worked hard to be just as good as I was. But a lot of kids don't have that drive. I don't know what it is in this day and age, whether it's the video games or, you know, you know, no more certain things on television and in the technology age. This is a different era. But I want to be able to give these kids and these uh, these collegiate athletes an avenue, uh, you know, from my knowledge and, and my background in, in doing this and being successful in doing it, you know, to, to, to be successful in themselves. Because my goal in life before, before I passed away, which I hope is a long time from now, is to see every child smile and get the most out of their ability. You know, and understand what it is to have that ability to bring it out of them. That coming from Rob Drummond here this morning on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, that his desire, his job in this world, his wants in this world is to see every child smile, to see their potential, know their potential, reach their potential, and be successful. You can't ask for more than that, and you can't ask for a better person than Rob Drummond, in my opinion. Rob, before I let you go, a, a final piece here. I want to give some credit where credit is due, and you and I are all about this. In the Sun Belt Conference, Appalachian State is undefeated at 5-0 and coming out of that conference. In the SEC, Florida and Georgia are undefeated. Alabama is undefeated. LSU is undefeated. The Pac-12 doesn't have any. The Mountain West has Boise State undefeated. The Mid-American does not have any undefeated teams, nor do the Independents, which includes Notre Dame. The Conference USA has none. The Big Ten has Ohio State and Penn State. Minnesota and Wisconsin all undefeated. Baylor and Oklahoma are undefeated in the Big 12. In the ACC, Wake Forest is undefeated, setting up for an awesome matchup, potentially coming up for the last game of the season, which will be at Syracuse here at the Dome. Clemson is undefeated. Cincinnati, or pardon me, not Cincinnati. Uh, SMU and Memphis are undefeated in the American Athletic. So we got a good group of undefeated teams around the country that are representing the Sun Belts, the American Athletic, and so on and so forth. It's not just the SEC. It's not just the ACC. Teams like Baylor and Wake Forest are stepping up. SMU is the best that they've been in over three decades with Sonny Dykes in his second year. What are you liking about the college football climate in general right now? It's, it's so diverse right now. I mean, at any given point, I'm telling you right now, any one of these teams can possibly win a national championship this year. You know, the, the Alabamas, the, the, you know, the, the LS, LSUs, the Clemsons, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not the dominant teams anymore. They're, they're, they're all even. You know, so I, I think we're going to have a surprise uh, uh, NCAA football champion, Division One champion this year because uh, they, you know, the, the top half is absolutely stacked and everyone's completely balanced. You know, the, the, the Power Five conference is great and everything, but anybody can win this year. It's, it's exciting to watch. Absolutely, and, and it's going to be exciting to watch this weekend. Any notes, any thoughts as we are here with Syracuse and NC State facing off tonight at NC State in Raleigh, North Carolina. We're going to get into a, uh, a deeper preview after we take a fast break. But, Rob, any final notes here with you on NC State and Syracuse? You know, I mean, I just, I just, what I would like to see Syracuse just go out, through, go out there and do is just try, stop trying to have an identity of someone else, of last year's team. You're not last year's team. You're this year's team. You know, you're the 2019 version of Syracuse University, so be the 2019 of Syracuse University, a football team, you know? And don't 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 worry about Eric Dundee and don't worry about the bowl game he played last year. That you know, don't that, that's in the past. Just go out there, play relax, and just do what you do best. You know, just give us give us your your best ever. You know, just it doesn't have to be great. You're gonna make mistakes, but 
try and put a game together on offense, defense, and special teams, and try and do the game together for three hours. That's all you have to do. It's four quarter. And man, just go out there and stop listening to the press, stop listening to the hype, stop believing all all this stuff, that, all the greatness they say about you, because that means absolutely nothing once they blow that whistle, you know, and, and, and you step out of line across from, from your opponent. Go out there and play as hard as you can, you know, uh, you know, make a lot of dust, and then when it settles, if you win, great. If you lose, find out what you did wrong and get back on that horse and do it again. That's what football is all about. It's just like life. You're going to get knocked down, but have the fortitude and have the desire, you want to get back up and at least try again. That's what I think these young men have to do. Just go out there, be relaxed, play the game within themselves, and be who they are. Don't be last year's the 2019 version of Syracuse University football. And coming from Rob Drummond, when you get hit, you get knocked down, life is going to do that to you. you got to get up, you got to respond, and you have to at least try. Smarter words have not been smoke, spoken. Rob, as always, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. You know that. And I appreciate your kind words because the things you're saying about football is what people can use in their life today, tomorrow, and the next day. So, as always, I appreciate it, and I appreciate what you had to say. All right, Dan. All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, take it easy. Take care.